Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Crypto Catch-Up. I'm Pav and with me, Mr. Ted. Christmas Ted. Christmas Ted, Christmas Pav. How you going, Pav? Oh, Christmas Pav's great. Yeah. It's good. That's finally a nickname you accept. Yeah, because it's festive. Oh, I'm festy. That's true. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, keep that in. Yeah, we're wearing Christmas hats. We're in the Christmas spirit. This is our last episode before Christmas. Yeah. So... I don't know, we're getting a little bit into it. You know, we've got that uh, Christmas spirit in us. I'm leaning, ready into to go. The, I'm leaning into the Christmas spirit. Absolutely, mate. What, well, do, you, what do you love most about Christmas morning? Christmas morning, opening prezzies, getting stuck in some good lunch. That post-Christmas lunch, you know, I, I can't, can't escape that. Oh, yeah? Post-Christmas lunch? What? Sorry, post-Christmas lunch nap. Oh, nap, okay. Um, like, you know, in the lead up to Christmas, just like getting pissed throughout the month of December. <laughs> Yeah, I know that. Did a fairly feeling. good job of that on the weekend. So, mate, it's love great, it. Great. Yep, mate, good, good. It's a shame the cricket's not better. Yeah, not a not a great uh, summer of cricket we've got ahead of us. No, Pakistan and West Indies. So, unfortunate for the uh, the sports That's lovers right. out there. We'll make do, won't we? That's right, mate. Let's do it. Let's get into it. It's a crypto. <laughs> Crypto. Crypto. So, how about you take it away, Ted? You go first once. What are you thinking? How are you feeling about the markets going into the new year, going into Chrissy? How are you feeling? Look, last week there was a lot of FOMO, right? I think we spoke about, you know, how we deal with FOMO on, on the podcast and yeah. I, I could feel it. I could yeah. feel it running through my veins. Yeah. And yeah, like things went a bit crazy. We had Bonk going absolutely ballistic. Obviously, you could have said Bonkers. You missed it. Yeah. Bon- yeah, I know. I should have gone yeah, out. No, it's Thanks okay. for calling me out. No, okay. um, Anytime. Obviously, that got listed on Coinbase, Binance, and SwiftX and just went absolutely nuts. <laughs> yeah. I was telling people, you know, who I was out with on Saturday and Sunday, I was like, the bull market's back, baby. Dog, mm. dog coins are making me thousands of dollars overnight. Dog coins to a trillion. Yeah, let's go. But at the same time, I think we've spoken about it before, like leading up into the end of the year, in previous cycles, we've seen a bit of a runoff before the actual proper run-up happens. And there's always a bit of froth happening at the moment, right? So, Pav, I'm actually jumping into the charts this week, swapping hey, roles for once. Yeah, so what we've got here is a chart showing all coins, excluding Bitcoin and ETH, aggregated open interest. So that's basically leverage, right? So that's this bottom chart for those watching in on YouTube. Yeah, so that chart goes back to, you know, 2021 where we had the last cycle. And as you can see, open interest is pretty much at an all-time high. Yep. We haven't even really started the bull market yet, have we? So mm-hmm. that's kind of what I was alluding to where I was saying there was a lot of froth in the market. Like this isn't leverage on Bitcoin and ETH. This is leverage on all altcoins. And yeah, like, you know, long like, and short. How many yeah. open positions are currently in the market? Yeah, so we're seeing just a bunch of DGENs trying to, you know, make the most of these opportunities and profitunities profitunities that's it yeah i think it it was just getting a bit frothy and therefore we've come down a little bit and retraced and we'll see how we go till the end of the year but do you have any thoughts on that this is i guess the first major cycle from start to finish oh no it's probably the second one actually where leverage is really in the system so we saw it for the first time i guess really last cycle Prior to that, if you wanted leverage, you would just get into an altcoin, trade yeah. that back into Bitcoin. Yeah. Uh, that was the old pair trading back in the day. But yeah, I mean, the one thing I'd sort of take away from this is every time we've seen open interest reach new highs, it's usually when we have a flush. So you can see that even like in the bear market, you know, we get to like a previous high with the open interest and that was kind of like a bit of a, a signal where the positions would flush out. So it could be long, could be short, we don't know. Mm. But yeah, we're kind of approaching that new territory soon. So hey. Like we said, Q1, we kind of expect a bit of a sell-off. So this could be something to keep an eye on. I think that's definitely a good shout. And yeah, pairs up quite nicely to something I've been tracking. So this is a nice little resource from Coinglass. 
a liquidation heat map. So it looks a bit busy, but essentially at the end of the day, it's just showing where liquidation price levels exist. So you know the market moving to areas of where people, you know, if you're long, uh, you have a liquidation point under price where if it goes there, you're going to lose your whole position. So again, derivative traders specifically. But what's key here is like in the last week, we've seen a lot of chop in December and this kind of helps illustrate the picture quite nicely. So as we sort of move into that, yellow hueish area that's where the most amount of liquidity rests so quite notably underpriced there's a fair few people that could get liquidated so we'll see if we end up going down again before we actually continue higher mm -hmm. but yeah there's also a fair bit to the upside here so that big thin move that we saw last week where everyone kind of panicked and we lost about five percent on bitcoin's valuation and all the altcoins went down about you know, 10, 20, 30, 40%, some of them. Mm -hmm. We've got the same sort of cascade to the upside. So it just goes to show you that people are really indecisive on which way the market's going right now. And as a result, we're just seeing this chop, this complete wash up and down. So I guess from my perspective, this sort of all ties into like what we're seeing in the charts too. So, you know, the same area where we started to see these liquidations occur was at a, a pretty key monthly resistance level. So up here at 44K. So we were talking about last podcast, we've had so many green weeks we're bound to see a red week mm -hmm. sometime soon and lo and behold we did get that sell-off but now we actually are on a four hourly time frame starting to reclaim some resistance levels so it's kind of showing early signs that it may want to push higher again before yep. it potentially goes lower and you know if i was trying to eye off a target from here it'd be the march 2022 high so 48k significance of that it's the last monthly high before we had the bear market completely swing down mm -hmm. so that could be um, a pretty significant price so what like what time period are you targeting that one who knows uh i you know get the etf coming up so i'd probably be watching but all i would say is like time is you know if this is a destination like yeah that's what i'm looking at personally it could shoot over it might shoot under but mm -hmm. um you know i'd like to think sometime in q1 it, we reach up there and that's where i'd want to be watching what the market does yeah uh, awesome closely. so yeah, ETF basically approval dates coming up soon. Yep. Or you know, not a, not guaranteed to be approved, but eighth uh, to the tenth of Jan is a very key date there. So that will basically tell us where we are in the market. I think you know approval is expected around this time. However, it's not guaranteed, and you know like these things are being pushed back so many times. So it wouldn't surprise me if it got pushed back. Yeah, you know, even more. I think that's one of the things everyone's thinking right now. The ETF is definitely priced in. So every yeah. time it's not realized it gets priced out of the market potentially. But yeah. I mean, we haven't really seen too much of a narrative of it being taken away, so. One thing that we haven't really touched on, and it's entirely possible, is if some of those ETF applications get rejected in January, what will happen? I think likely a bloodbath. Yeah, probably. Um, like sentiment would just be ruined. And I think we'd probably, like, do you have a, a price point that we could retrace back at? Uh, I mean, it's all level by level. So the next key one for me is like 38K from here. If something were to go wrong, that's where I'd want to see the bull step in. Yep. I mean, if that doesn't hold, that's where you jump on something like a monthly chart like this. Ignore everything there. If things get really nasty, there's nothing stopping it coming back to a clean 30. Yeah. Um, so that's what I would be looking at as an area. So that's the highs before we broke higher. So that tends to be a pretty good place for price to come back to. So I could sort of show... Back here in October, we did the same thing in April, sort of tagged and touched that before we kept going higher. And yeah, similar things around August 2022 as well. So, I mean, that's kind of what I'd be eyeing off as where the bulls could step back in. Yeah, fair enough. I think the thing to keep in mind there is like if they do get rejected. It's not yeah. the be all and end all. I think short term, yeah, there will be like the sentiment will take a big hit. But you got to keep in mind, you know, we're in halving year and election year, which we've talked about before, like 
pretty yeah. much all the time is in, in the past has shown to be a big bullish year um, for most markets. So it might be an okay opportunity to accumulate some more of those, you know, majors, BTC, ETH, SOL. Yep. But at the same time, yeah, you got to think if we do see that, we're, yeah. we're probably going to see I think sell off. Just to finish off, I'd say the total market cap, if that's something that you do like to track, you know, price agnostic of any crypto asset out there, it is starting to head towards this pretty key level. So there's a bit 20% left on it before it probably gets to like a consider like a decision point. But what's notable is if you look at total three, which is something we talked about last podcast, mm. um, this is all of the altcoins uh, minus Bitcoin. And basically it's got a lot more distance to run before it hits like that similar key level. So all that sort of tells me is that I wouldn't be surprised if in the next month or couple of months, Bitcoin does slow down, it hits those levels, mm. doesn't seem to keep going, but the yeah. altcoins continue to do absolutely wacky things. Yep. Yeah pulls everyone back into the market and then that's when we might see some sort of capitulation next year. Yeah, interesting because um, I want you to bring up a little bit of a chart here that I've got. Uh, it's actually on YouTube. This is a good one. I really like this one. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah. showing YouTube views for some of the key crypto YouTube channels are out there. Like you've probably heard of the likes of the moon, Ivan on tech, Bitboy. uh, Bitboy's in there, of course. Um, get the same not view. sure how he's doing, uh, you know, at the moment. Data Dash. I'm surprised tapping the crypto's YouTube channel isn't there, to be honest. Uh, maybe next time. Yeah, we're, we're growing in views. Yeah, we'll um, make sure all the listeners go and check it out. Yeah. But yeah, it kind of just shows you, like, compared to 2021 and the last bull run, like, we're not even close not to, even to like, getting back to those levels. Shows that retail's not back in yet. And, like, you know, crypto natives are getting excited. They're leveraging, you know, they're buying bonk and the meme coins are going crazy. Yep. But same time, like the majority of the retail market hasn't even touched the crypto yet. And the way I think of this is like people go to YouTube to do their research. So if people aren't researching, they aren't buying. Like yeah. it's pretty simple, right? Yeah, we showed this a similar sort of thing that kind of proves that as well with the Google search trends yep. for terms like crypto and Bitcoin. Like that's a good one. Those levels are pretty much you know follow this trend as well. So yeah, I think this is a, a good one to keep an eye on. I think this data is coming from the Block.co through Social Blade. So I think it's a, it's always a good one to see like you know whether retail's back in or how retail's coming back in, and it's a good indication of that. Yeah, no, it's good, mate. The wave is coming. The wave is coming. Alrighty, let's touch on some top movers this week. Let's do it. We've got the crypto bubbles back. Bubbles um, are back. This is just a nice visualization of all you know the top moving coins and, and top movers. A bit of a um, Christmas theme this time. Uh, yeah, they got some Christmas hats like us, yeah, like us. Like nice. us. So any any narratives, any trends? Bonk. You, yeah, bonk, of course. <laughs> Look, there's a fair few. HNT still going. And injective, like we talked about injective, making new all-time highs against its Bitcoin pair and how that could mean that it continues to outperform the market for the next little while. So that's continuing to play true. So that's good to have see. You, have you heard about the new injective meme coin? Oh, no way. So injective, I think yesterday or the day before had, you know, its biggest ever day in terms of like new wallet addresses on the injective protocol. Right, okay. So, and it was like by far. And it was because everyone's trying to jump on like the new ninja meme coin. Nice. So obviously- ninja dog. I actually don't know where it stems yeah, from, okay. but you know, meme coins are popping up on Solana and now they're popping up on Injective, you know, who knows who will be next. But yeah, meme coin seems Bad. to be the uh, the flavor of this week and even this month. Oh, it is what it is. You can't fight the tides. You so can't. That's fine. Mate, you're, you're saying it like we didn't buy bonk oh, last I've week. Bonk. Yeah, yeah, you got, got some bonk. bonk. We all got bonk. Yeah. Yeah, look, other than that, like I'm seeing mainly infrastructure tokens again. So you got Osmo. We have Injective. Already talked about that one. STX, I think, is a good one. We shouted that out a little while ago. 
just a narrative of ordinals taking off layer two on Bitcoin. Um, mm-hmm. That's the way it was what I thought would be a good one to watch. Filecoin's up there as well, finally doing something. Yep. And then TIA, it's been a top performer. Every time the market's dipped, I've been watching TIA. It's been bouncing back pretty strong. So continuing to do that. And Celestia. Celestia. Yep. yep. Sorry, Celestia. And then I think an interesting one for me was Arweave. It's mm. on that as well. Blockchain storage had a massive, massive rally and it's still continuing to show a bit of strength. So that's interesting. And then SEI, Say. So we were both talking about Say for a little while now too. We touched on Say last week. They recently announced on Twitter that the Crypto Night Protocol was coming to Say, um, basically offering liquid staking on Say. So getting that TVL up. Yeah. Yeah. Which which might be a meme, but at least that means people are on the network. It could be, but like we've seen the likes of Lido and Rocketpool do huge things on Ethereum. So there's a lot of appetite for liquid staking. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Osmo, I know you just touched on that then. I kind of want to call that out. So Osmo is a decentralized exchange on Cosmos. Mm-hmm. What, the only thing that popped into my mind then was, okay, now meme coins on Cosmos. What are we saying? Oh, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. So maybe keep an eye out for Cosmos meme coins <laughs> and see if there's any trend there over the next few weeks. If there is, you can thank me for that one. Yeah, no worries. Sounds good. But I think a few there that I would be keeping an eye on just that have shown strength that I've been keeping an eye on. AVAX, I can see that's up only 6% to the week. I know that's been on an absolute tear. So I just keep an eye on that one. And the other one I was looking at was Sol. So Sol's up 6% now. So I know that's done quite a bit, but we found that every time Bitcoin's had a run, it's taken a pause. Things like Sol and AVAX, usually like your higher caps, they've been a bit more responsive to run first. So we'll see if that still continues to be a theme. While we touch on Sol, like we're going to touch on a, a bit of a headline around Sol in a bit, yep. but had some pretty big news over the last week. So overtook Ethereum yeah, in both DEX, so decentralized exchange volumes and yep. also NFT volumes. So two huge metrics there that Solana is just blowing Ethereum out of the water in. Um, I think it speaks about what you said last week. Like we're just seeing mainly crypto natives trading in the space right now. Mm, It's like the average punter's not really come back in a big way. So everyone's seeing how easy it is to transact there. It's just so much better. Yeah, it's cheaper, quicker. And yeah, like crypto natives, they're a bit more savvy than say your retail Mm. traders. So they might be a bit more accustomed to using chains like Sol and might have those wallets on the Sol network as well. So yeah, you're probably dead on there. Mate, you're dead on. You said it. Mate, thank you. But uh, what do you reckon? Like, do you think Sol's going to eat into Ethereum's market cap like pretty significantly this next cycle? I hope so. Like, I think it should. But I mean, are you going to ask me, is it going to flip it? <laughs> Pav, will Solana flip Ethereum? Don't know. It's hard to say. The problem with like the two are like as much as they are both layer ones, they operate very differently. So like Ethereum, proof of stake. Yeah. So is Sol. But the issuance around the, how the tokens come, be this might sound pretty dry and boring to the average person, but it does kind of matter. Like Ethereum is actually burnt with every transaction, whereas Sol, there's always like a constant circulating supply increase. Yep. So purely like market cap versus how many tokens are out there, that's how you get price right. So mm-hmm. there's going to be, you know, talk of an Ethereum ETF as well. There could be supply shock. So it's hard to say if one will outperform the other, but you'd think from market cap alone, the growth potential still sits with Solana. Yeah. I, I don't know if about it flipping. Ethereum, like yeah. it, it needs to do eight times what it is, and then that's from that current market Just cap. Where it's standing, obviously, yeah. Ethereum's going to grow with the market as well. But yeah, I think it probably will eat into that market cap of Ethereum in regards to oh, yeah, layer twos. To I think I, ones, I, yeah. I think it always was going to the same way. Like Bitcoin dominance always drops every cycle. I feel like Ethereum dominance will drop too. I just think it spreads out. Yeah, 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 definitely. Hopefully. Let's uh, dive into some news headlines. What do you got for us? Mate, we got some... Um, I know there's not been much said about the ETS. Like we talked about deadlines coming up, but I thought this one was interesting. They've announced Bitwise 
a ETF commercial. So we're going to start seeing the old cryptos on the mainstream TV pretty soon. Yeah. Mainly probably in the States. But what I found was interesting is, you know, we're this far down the rabbit hole. ETFs got to definitely be coming yeah. for them to be spending a couple hundred thousand on commercials. And people might remember that face. Do you remember that face, Deb? I don't. Who is that? The meme, the guy, the world's most interesting man. The Dos Eckers, the, the beer commercials. Oh, no. Yeah, I haven't seen them. Okay. Well, that's that guy. That's cool. Um, yeah. So the tagline is ETFs backed by crypto specialists. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. So watch this space. Yeah. But that, I thought that was interesting. I mean, for me, it kind of means that it's got to be in the bag by this stage. Anyone that's sort of doubting it is insane. I wonder if the SEC are looking at that as like an arrogant move and they don't <laughs> want to, you know, bite back. And We all know what the SEC is doing. They're trying to buy as much as they can. No, nah, kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, other than that, it has been pretty quiet on the news front. So I just thought that was a bit more of an interesting one leading up to uh, yeah. next year. This is another headline. I feel like all we talk about these days is Solana. We sound like yeah, perma Solana bulls. That's fine. Um, but that's been the flavor of like this second half of 2023, right? It's all Gotta been follow about a trend. Solana. Ride the trend, don't fight it. We, yeah, we love a trend. So Solana has a phone called the Saga phone and we've spoken about it before. It just adds a bit of you know utility to the Solana network. People understand what a phone is. Whether it's like gets used all that much, we kind of speculated it wouldn't be that popular, but we were wrong. Well, we're wrong now. We're wrong now. Well, no, I, I kind of thought it'd be interesting to see. This is the one thing I like about the Stellana space that you just won't see in Ethereum like that. Someone for a blockchain group to come out and release a mainstream phone, it's pretty ballsy. Like mm. usually the early adopt, like the first product on the market like this, it's there to be like a sacrifice. Like it's just yeah, going to yeah, get scathed, yeah. right? Yeah. Like it's never going to be coming out of the gates um, yeah. in a big way. The story is here is the Solana phone sales have 10 x and uh, they're selling for as much as five thousand dollars on eBay when yeah. the record, like the retail price is uh, around two thousand dollars. The caveat here is that they all come with a bonk airdrop. So basically, you buy the Solana phone and you get like thirty million bonk, which is about a thousand bucks AED yep. in today's prices. An arbitrage. So yeah, a bit of arbitrage. You know, people get some free crypto, and I think the expectation is like if you own the phone, you're going to get a bunch of new airdrops throughout the year. And so uh, people are kind of seeing that as an opportunity, you know, and uh, they're, they're putting their cash up for it. Yeah, it's interesting. It's pretty funny. Um, but um, yeah, I remember like when it first came out, everyone just ripping it to shreds. So interesting. Can uh, you think you're buying it? You can buy it in Australia. Uh, nah. <laughs> well, I've just I've got a phone. I don't want yeah. to change it. I hate changing phones. But just purely for the uh, the airdrop opportunity. Sure, if it wasn't five thousand dollars. Well, I think you get it for two thousand. But yeah, I think they're selling out fast. So my question is, does the Solana phone give it an advantage over other layer ones, or is it just a bit of a gimmick? It's the community. Like I always think, it comes back to that. So how innovative is that community? Like developers, the projects. Like what are they willing to do to show that you know we're going to get mainstream adoption progression? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's miles ahead of anything happening in the ETH ecosystem right now. But that's not to say it starts and ends with Sol. It's just, I don't know, for me, it goes to show they're the ones trying the hardest to make yeah. it more mainstream. From my point of view, it just kind of adds on to that narrative of Solana's the hottest thing, the best thing in the market right now that everyone's saying. And then they've released a phone that now everyone wants. So it's like, yeah. oh, people can understand the concept behind a phone, how it works, like not always, you know, how a particular blockchain works. And so it's a little bit more of a tangible thing that they can understand. And then, you know, in their mind, it's a psychological factor that's like, okay, that gets them over the line. Yep. From my perspective, I'm not saying like that should get you over the line, but I think that will play a role in the psychology of the, yeah. the trading of Solana. Absolutely agree, mate. Time. I think that's a wrap for this week. Yeah, sure and sweet. Uh, we'll let everyone go enjoy their Christmas celebrations and whatnot. Enjoy those gingerbread men. Yeah. Or women or children. 
<laughs> but we've got some exciting things coming up. We've got a, an episode with yes. Collective Shift. So yes, Ben do. and Aaron from Collective Shift. That's a yearly wrap up and a look forward to 2024 and, and trying to, you know, uncover what were the hottest coins and the hottest projects, the biggest narratives of 2023. Yep. And then we've got an episode with the boys from Investified and that will be a 2024 predictions episode. I love it. So that'll come out on the 4th of January, I believe. And uh, that'll come out just before, you know, that ETF deadline. So yeah, maybe that will be a prediction. Mate, that could be. Yeah. Time will tell. I've got some predictions for 2024. Oh, yeah? How many times will Tommy appear on the podcast? <laughs> I reckon once by January. He has to. Oh, man. Every time I see him, he just keeps his head down and walks yeah, past. It's just like, boys, I'm doing work. Go away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk about shit coins. <laughs> yeah. My second prediction is Pav will own at least three yachts by the end of 2024. False, because I hate yachts. You hate yachts? Yeah. <laughs> What's the story there, mate? No, I just don't like swimming. Yeah? No, I, I do like going for a dip, but I just would never... I don't have to... i got three kids. There's no way I could look after a yacht. I'll it's like another child. You. you can, yeah. Yeah. Also won't have enough free yachts, so that also doesn't help. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Well, if I get a Solana phone, I might get, yeah, get a juicy yeah, yeah. airdrop. Get a juicy airdrop. Yeah. Cool, mate. Well, uh, yeah, look forward to those ones, guys, over the next couple of weeks, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, have a Merry Christmas. Have a peaceful, peaceful time. Hopefully everyone's having a break with their family and friends. Yep. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for joining us for today's show. If you liked it, don't forget to head over to the gram and join us at Tapping Into Crypto. And before we finish up, just a general disclaimer that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And the opinions on this podcast belong to individuals and are not affiliated with any companies mentioned. Any advice is general in nature and does not take into account your own personal situation. If you're looking to get advice, please seek out the help of a licensed financial advisor. We'll talk to you soon.